Welcome into your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis, your weather command forecast. For the rest of your Thursday, warmer and sunny, highs 85 to 90, southwest winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, tonight mostly clear, lows 55 to 60, west winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, Friday sunny in the morning, then becoming partly cloudy, highs 80 to 85, west winds 10 to 20 miles an hour, Friday night partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers, lows 50 to 55, west winds 5 to 15 miles an hour, Saturday mostly cloudy, 40% chance of rain showers, highs 75 to 80, northwest winds 10 to 15 miles an hour, Saturday night partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers, lows 50 to 55. Sunday and Sunday night, partly cloudy, slight chance of rain showers and isolated thunderstorms. High 75 to 80, lows 50 to 55. Chance of rain, 20%. Monday, partly cloudy, 20% chance of rain showers. Highs around 80. Monday night and Tuesday, mostly clear, lows around 55. Highs 85 to 90. Tuesday night and Wednesday, partly cloudy, lows 55 to 60. Highs 85 to 90. The Hill County Health Department confirmed eight new cases of COVID-19 between Wednesday night and Thursday morning. The three cases announced Wednesday are a male in his 40s, a male in his 60s, and a female in her 60s, all from unknown exposures. The five cases announced Thursday morning include two females 10 or under, two females between 10 and 20 years old, and one female in her 30s. The Rocky Boy Health Center reports all eight positives came from tests run at their facility. Contact tracing is underway, and close contacts will be notified by their local health department. Hill County has now reported 22 total cases of COVID-19. 19 are active and three have recovered. The Chippewa Cree Tribe has announced an extension of the lockdown period for the Rocky Boy Reservation through 5.30 p.m. on Monday, July 20th. The stay-at-home order and 10 p.m. curfew remain in place, and social gatherings are not permitted. Access to the reservation is only permitted from designated entry points and are limited to professional staff and individuals performing essential activities. Those needing to get on or off the reservation are limited to one entry and exit per day. The Chippewa Cree Business Committee says these measures are in place to ensure the health and well-being of the community. The Hill County Board of Health met on Wednesday afternoon for their scheduled quarterly meeting, where the COVID-19 pandemic dominated most of the discussion. Health Officer Jessica Sheehy says that the state is not recommending more COVID-19 surveillance testing at this time due to a backlog at Quest Diagnostics, the private company that is processing Montana's Sentinel tests. They're quite overwhelmed. They work with other states as well. And so until we get further information, those are kind of on hold. Um, it's a little unfortunate because Hill and Blaine County are planning a really nice surveillance testing in the next couple of weeks, but we won't be able to do that. However, testing is still available for close contacts of cases and those that are symptomatic. Turnaround time for those tests is typically between 24 and 72 hours. As of now, the county is not planning on issuing more restrictions due to the spread of COVID-19, but that could change, especially if community spread becomes evident locally. Officials with both the City of Haver and Hill County met with members of the public earlier this week to discuss plans to put a measure on the November ballot to create a county-wide ambulance district. Meetings were held Tuesday in Hingham and Wednesday in Haver. 
The resolution is expected to request a total of 16.33 mills, which would generate around $675,000 to fund the ambulance service. This means taxpayers would be assessed around $22 annually for a home valued at $100,000. If approved by the voters, officials say the measure would allow ambulance services to continue at around the same level of service that is currently offered. The county commissioners must approve specific wording of a resolution before it can appear on the November ballot. Turning to state news, Montana Governor Steve Bullock has issued a directive requiring face coverings at indoor public spaces and at large outdoor gatherings in counties where four or more people are known to be currently infected with COVID-19. Bullock says too many people continue to meet in large gatherings and too few are wearing masks. The directive currently applies to 25 of Montana's 56 counties. Montana reported a ninth death tied to an outbreak of COVID-19 at a nursing home in Billings. Riverstone Health reported Thursday a man in his 70s died at Canyon Creek Memory Care early Thursday. Montana reported another 134 cases of COVID-19 on Thursday, raising the state's total confirmed cases to 2,231. Applications for unemployment assistance held steady last week. At least 126,000 Montanans have been unemployed at some point since the pandemic began, accounting for nearly 28% of the workforce eligible for unemployment insurance. A judge has sentenced a Western Montana man to life in prison after he pleaded guilty to fatally shooting his mother and the mother of his two children. The AP reports 25-year-old Logan Dallas Christopher pleaded guilty in May to deliberate homicide and attempted deliberate homicide, hours after his parents confronted him about his illegal drug use. The victims were 25-year-old Marissa Wall and 47-year-old Tiffany Greenslade. They were shot in a trailer where Christopher and Wall lived with their two children. Christopher also shot his father in the arm before leading police on a pursuit that ended with his arrest in Missoula. Court officials in Montana have ruled that law school graduates will not be granted an exemption from the Montana bar exam amid the coronavirus pandemic. The AP reports the Montana Supreme Court denied the petition filed last week, asking the court to grant graduates diploma privilege, exempting them from the final exam, and fast-tracking their admittance into the state's attorney association. The petition cited public health concerns and inadequate proposed solutions as reasons for the request. The Supreme Court argued that the state would admit more attorneys into the state bar, than who would normally qualify. No petitioners immediately responded to requests for comment. A fire destroyed several businesses in the Yellowstone National Park gateway town of Gardner just six weeks after the Montana entrances to the park reopened. The fire Tuesday damaged the two-bit saloon, Yellowstone Raft Company, and Rosie's Bistro. Saloon owner Chuck Tanner says Red's Blue Goose Saloon was demolished by emergency crews to halt the spread of the fire and save the rest of the block. Park County Sheriff Brad Bickler said someone came out of the two-bit saloon at about 3 p.m. Tuesday and told a passing deputy a fire had started in the restaurant. Officials in northwestern Montana have released the name of a Missouri man who drowned while using a small raft to ferry camping gear across a river along the southern edge of Glacier National Park. Flathead County Sheriff Brian Hano said 40-year-old Richard Ross of Oak Grove, Missouri, was swept away at about 10 p.m. Sunday. Those who were with him had to hike out to call 911. Searchers were dispatched to the spot north of Essex at about 3.45 a.m. Monday. His body was recovered at about noon. 
The U.S. Department of Homeland Security says Canada and the United States have agreed to extend their mutual ban on non-essential travel between the two countries until August 20th. Acting Homeland Security Secretary Chad Wolf confirmed the news in a tweet earlier today. The Canada-U.S. border has been closed to so-called discretionary travel, like vacations and shopping trips, since the COVID-19 pandemic took hold of the continent in mid-March, an agreement that had been set to expire July 21st. The escalating emergency has also exposed a deep divide between Canadian Canadians dead set against reopening the border and U.S. lawmakers in northern border states who continue to press both countries for a blueprint for doing exactly that. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau has called the extent of the pandemic in the U.S. a constantly evolving situation, but won't say whether officials have considered extending the border restrictions beyond the standard 30-day window. Turning to regional news, State environmental officials say an open valve led to a crude oil spill on a well pad in western North Dakota. The North Dakota Department of Environmental Quality was notified Wednesday of the spill that happened Tuesday northeast of Fairfield in Billings County. Operator Scout Energy Management, LLC, estimates about 7,560 gallons of oil were released, impacting rangeland. Officials say a valve was left open on a recirculation pump due to human error. Personnel from the agency are inspecting the site and will continue to monitor the investigation and remediation. Tribal nations are challenging a court decision that allows Alaska Native corporations to receive a share of $8 billion in federal coronavirus relief funding. The tribal nations filed a notice of appeal this week in the U.S. Court of Appeals in Washington, D.C. A lower court judge had said the U.S. Treasury Department could release funding to the corporations if the tribes didn't move forward with an appeal by Monday. The agency has set aside at least $162 million for the corporations, but it hasn't disclosed the exact amount. Tribal nations have argued that only only federally recognized tribes should get the money. A conservation group is threatening to sue the Trump administration over its sudden reversal of plans to restore grizzly bears in the North Cascade Mountain Range of Washington State. The Center for Biological Diversity sent a letter Wednesday giving notice that it intends to file a federal lawsuit in 60 days, unless the Interior Department resumes its efforts to reintroduce the apex predator. The group said the Endangered Species Act mandates the bears' recovery. The administration scrapped the plans this month, saying local residents made clear they opposed having more grizzlies in the region. And now, taking a look at your wheat prices for today. Daily prices per bushel. For Hill County, winter wheat is $4.05. Spring wheat is $4.60. For Blaine County, winter wheat is $3.95. Spring wheat is $4.55. For Liberty County, winter wheat is $4.10. Spring wheat is $4.60. For Shoto County, winter wheat is $4.05. Spring wheat is $4.60. For Phillips County, winter wheat is $3.90. Spring wheat is $4.50. And now, taking a look at funeral notices for today. Jacqueline Jackie Lee Hillman, 67, passed away at her home in Haver, surrounded by her family, on Tuesday, July 14th. Cremation has taken place, and her memorial service will be 10 a.m. Saturday, July 18th, at the Holland and Bonine Funeral Chapel. Memorials in Jacqueline's honor may be sent to the Sletton Cancer Center or to Bear Paw Hospice, both of Haver. Samuel Vogel, 95, passed away on June 10th. Services will be held Saturday, July 18th at 11 a.m. at St. Paul's Lutheran Church. A luncheon will follow. Lee Paul Anderson, 82, passed away at Peace Hospice in Great Falls, Monday, July 6th. A celebration of life will be held Saturday, July 18th from 2 to 5 p.m. at the Pepin Park Gazebo. Please come and share your stories of Lee with his family. And that does it for your Thursday edition of Montana at Noon. I'm Josh Margolis. Thanks for listening, and remember that seven days a week, we are your source for news 
and information. KOJM, KPQX, and HighlineToday.com. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Stay safe out on the roads, and please continue to do your part to help flatten the curve.